Good day to you and welcome to this latest episode of Security in a Zero Trust World powered by Unisys. I'm your host, Steve Mullen. For the most part, when talking about cybersecurity, we discuss information technology devices. But what about operational technology? OT devices run everything from manufacturing facilities to nuclear power plants, and if they're not secure, it can lead to a very, very dangerous situation. Joining us now to talk about OT security is a familiar voice on this podcast, Ashwin Paul, Director of Cybersecurity Asia-Pacific for Unisys. Welcome back to Security in a Zero Trust World. Thank you. Great to be here. Let's start with an overview. What is operational technology and what is the state of OT security? Well, operational technology uh, is largely used in production systems to actually control production systems. Um, they're also actually used in what we call critical infrastructure. So power plants, um, you know, sewage treatment, water treatment plants, things like that to actually help those systems actually operate. So common terms that you would actually use to refer to OT type systems would be ICS systems, would be PLCs, so programmable logic controllers, uh, as well as SCADA systems. Uh, and these systems are actually very, very critical compared to um, IT systems. Not saying that IT systems aren't critical, but whenever something goes wrong with these systems, you know, at one end of the scale, you'll actually have massive production disruptions, which obviously costs serious money. But at the other end of the scale, you can actually have risk to life. Uh, if you think about OT systems going down or actually being tampered with in a nuclear power plant, you can imagine uh, the consequences can be quite devastating. You wrote an article recently, and you said in that article that many OT devices are not designed with security in mind. Why is that? That's a good question because OT systems actually have been around for quite a while. And traditionally, OT systems have actually been designed by engineers for engineers. And some of the issues actually stem from that. I mean, it is obviously getting better now with greater appreciation of cybersecurity and the you know forever increasing threat landscape. But a lot of plants, because of the nature of these plants, um, you know, still actually have equipment in there which are quite old, using systems which are actually quite old. And you know, a lot of these systems may have things like hard-coded passwords. They don't use any encryption or very low level of encryption. You know, they're accessible to the internet and you know are not secured very well because. The whole idea behind OT systems was engineers kind of thought, hey, you know, if, if something goes down, then I can just remote in from home, fix it, and happy days. But obviously now attackers um, have a very different idea and are actually using the same mechanisms to actually get in. And there are other issues as well, Steve. I mean, you know, patching OT systems, for example, can be tricky and patching is important because it actually gets rid of or helps address security vulnerabilities. But in order to patch OT systems, you know, you've got to have an outage, which again will actually have a production impact. And then if something does go wrong, the impact is much greater than what you would normally expect in an IT type system. So is it that OT systems are out of date or is it something else? It's Some of them can be out of date, Steve, because they've actually been around, they're attached to old equipment that are still running. So it's, it can be difficult to actually update them because it'll require update to the equipment that they're actually operating. And, you know, frankly, there are some systems which simply haven't been designed with security in mind. So when they actually come out of the factory floor, so to speak, they're actually not secure by design. So you've got a combination of two issues. Why do you think OT doesn't get as much attention as information technology or IT? I believe you mentioned them briefly, but why is that? Well, it's actually starting to. So there is a shift now towards OT security. But traditionally, what's actually happened 
is, you know, IT actually has been at the forefront. People know what it is there. And traditionally, when it comes to hacking and breaching and all that stuff, the motivation generally tends to be money, right, for obvious reasons. And money is controlled by IT systems and banks. So that's actually where the attention went. Now that the threat landscape is changing and morphing, and we're actually seeing more sort of cyber warfare type issues actually emerging, critical infrastructure getting attacked, nation state attacks are actually happening. We're seeing the shift to OT type attacks, and as a result, greater attention now going to OT security. In region, obviously, I'm in Asia, Asia Pacific, and the US actually went down this path about five years ago. But Singapore, two years ago, came up with the Cyber Security Act, which is specifically designed at shoring up security and critical infrastructure. And obviously, a lot of IT equipment is actually used in critical infrastructure, which includes things like, you know, roading, power, gas, water, sewage, things that you really need for the nation to operate. And Australia is currently going down the same path. A consultation paper is actually out, which closed about three weeks ago. And, you know, we're looking at looking forward to seeing some legislation come out with respect to critical infrastructure, which would obviously have a huge implication for OT security early to mid next year. And some of the OT examples you're giving there, if there is a breach there, it sounds like it'd be a particularly scary situation. What key areas should organizations focus on and what actions should they take to make sure they're secure? Well, there are a number of things. And, you know, I've got my little list. I call it the lucky 13, so to speak. So I'll quickly cover that because I think it is actually important for the audience to actually appreciate this. So the first piece, which is probably most important, frankly, is visibility. OT devices are just everywhere and they almost seem to proliferate on their own. So you need to actually understand what's out there, what's talking to each other, you know, how they're actually operating, how they're actually configured before you can start doing anything with them. So visibility is key because unless you you know actually what's out there, you can't actually secure it. And then you basically have a myriad of controls you actually need to look at. So, you know, you've got to segregate and cloak your OT networks. By cloaking, I mean, you know, effectively invisible to people that aren't actually authorized to get into the OT network. Separating them from other networks effectively protects them from attacks coming through from those other networks into OT networks and making sure that those OT networks aren't actually taken down. So it's really, really important to make sure that you segregate and separate your OT networks and protect them. Obviously, I spoke about remote access security earlier and some of the vulnerability around that, Steve. You've got to make sure that if you're actually allowing remote access to your OT environment, it is secure. And if you have equipment in there you know, which are actually using insecure protocols, things like that, which you cannot change, then you really should not be exposing them to the internet because you're effectively asking for trouble. And one of the easiest ways to actually achieve this is through the segregation and the cloaking aspect I actually spoke about earlier, Steve. Going down the list, you know, you've got device hardening. So you've got to make sure that OT devices, they will have security features, especially the newer ones. They actually have quite a few of them you've got to make sure that you actually understand what those security features are and make sure that they're actually turned on. You know what we term device hardening? Because unless you're actually hardening the devices, they will remain vulnerable to any outside attacks. You Obviously, I mentioned patching earlier, as you actually heard. Patching is critical. Um, as I mentioned earlier, patching will fix security vulnerabilities which would actually appear in OT environments and other environments like IT environments as well. 
Now, if you obviously don't patch those environments, the problem you have is those pieces of equipment remain vulnerable. Now, as I discussed earlier, OT environments can be tricky to patch because you've got to have an outage. And if something does go wrong, that obviously affects production systems. So what may be a good mitigating control would be to actually cloak those environments so they're actually not visible to the outside world while you patch those environments. It gives you time to either patch them, get an outage going, do testing, all that good stuff. Security monitoring is key as well. Just like IT systems, OT systems obviously get attacked. And you've got to understand what's going on and be able to pick up things and respond to it. And OT systems are getting better at this. They are actually coming out with decent authentication controls. So you know how you actually get into systems, authorizations, so who can get into those systems, and basic user account, lockout, password controls. You've got to make sure that you actually understand those and you know, you're actually controlling access to your OT environment to only those that are actually authorized and you know, keeping out those people that actually aren't. And things like identity-based micro-segmentation is a great way of actually enabling that granular role-based access control to critical systems like OT systems. In a couple of other things that I briefly want to discuss as well, you know, it's, you can now actually implement, and you should implement, intrusion detection systems. So if there is an, actually an intrusion in the environment, you can pick that up. Malware detection is becoming important. We are starting to actually see malware coming out for OT systems and IoT systems as well. So you've got to be very, very careful and pick those up. Uh, the Mirai botnet is something that comes to mind, which turned a whole bunch of IoT systems, which were then used for DDoS attacks. And in 2018, we actually saw a first piece of malware affecting a petrochemical plant in Saudi Arabia, which was dubbed as the first malware designed to actually take life because it was actually designed to take out the safety systems in the petrochemical plant. So going back to what I was speaking about earlier, Steve, is that in the worst case scenario, an issue, a cybersecurity issue within an OT system can actually impact human life. Vulnerability management is key. Again, it's proactively picking up missing patches, and I obviously talked about patches earlier. Threat detection, so, you know, just understanding what threats are actually impacting OT systems and how to, you know, effectively stay on top of it. And obviously, dashboarding and reporting is important as well. So you can actually understand the state of your OT environment at all times and take proactive steps should you need to. Final two things very quickly, Steve, would be wireless access control. So, you know, wireless is actually used in OT environments. You've just got to make sure that that's secure as well because of the nature of wireless. You know, the signals go outside of the boundaries and if uh, intruders actually pick up those signals, they can actually do nefarious things with those. And of course, the final thing is you've got to make sure that any data transmission between OT systems and outside of OT systems are actually secure and protected. What you don't want is actually intruders either picking up and stealing that data or worse still actually, you know, modifying that data so OT systems end up doing things they're actually not meant to. So as I said, you know, the lucky 13, and that is the list that I would normally go through uh, with respect to securing OT environments. All right, Ashwin Paul, Director of Cybersecurity Asia Pacific for Unisys. Thanks so much for all that information. We appreciate it. No worries, Steve. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to read Ashwin's article about OT security, follow the link in the show notes for this episode. 
To learn more about OT and IT security, please visit the Unisys blogs at blogs.unisys.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Security in a Zero Trust World, powered by Unisys. I'm Steve Mullen.